hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the most dramatic, hometowniest, skateboardingest, prom kingiest, Canadian candiest recap podcast of The Bachelorette ever. Ever. And uh, we went, we did hometowns, but not really though. Because yeah, we didn't I, go anywhere. <laughs> you know, I, every every single time I start to give the Bachelorette credit for something, they just walk it back on me. <clears throat> so like, I was we're like, "We're going to be real boring." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, you know, we're starting to get away from pandemic Bachelor, and and now they're starting to travel again." It's like, no, we have traveled to one location. That location is Minneapolis, and your hometowns are now in the hometown of the Bachelorette. And if that sounds confusing, that's because it is. I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, they're just preparing us for the Omicron variant. Just never leaving our house again. Nope. Nope. Yeah, it was funny. I had, um, <laughs> I'm like closing the chapter on a training program that I'm part of and I'm very sad about it. Um, and we meet over Zoom and I was like, but listen, everyone, this is just where I live. This is just every like this is this is where I'm at. I don't go anywhere. I don't do anything. So like, if you want to get a hold of me, just you can find me very easily on the internet, and I am I am there and I am on it. So uh, I don't know if that's sad or nice or a little bit of both. I'm just not sure. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We're gonna we're probably gonna see more pandemic content. <laughs> Seems like it's going that way. We're never getting out of this. We're just going to be stuck in in DIY hell forever. So, but okay, here's okay. I I just hate the editors. I don't know what's been going on. I like I don't know why they need to feel the need to ramp up all this drama when like none exists on these dates. Like I feel like editing used to be better where. Yeah, they would kind of like overplay something that happened, but at least it still happened. Like Dean's dad was horrible. Someone falls down the stairs. Someone weirdly talks about their dead husband in a way that makes you suspicious. Um, But like not to spoil the entire episode all at once, but there wasn't a bad date in the bunch. They all went well. Like nobody, nobody was like, oh, you know, I'm going to go get my shotgun or anything like that. No, no, No. not at all. These were all pretty bog standard, I would say. There's no, no standout. I need a little drama. Yeah, it was just kind of, it was just kind of odd though, right? Because it was like, oh, this is how, like, this is how it's going to go. And there's going to be all this crying and this is going to cause the most drama. And it was just like. All of the parents were really sweet. Like all the mm-hmm. families were really nice. They were all very welcoming. Uh, any of their reservations were well reasoned, mm-hmm. and the dates before and after went well, and everything seemed to progress with everyone. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. So I that's that's just me saying I don't really have a ton of notes. Um, no, there's there's really not a lot because, like you said, there's there's not a lot of conflict. Right. Um, all the concerns that are raised are completely reasonable and grounded and normal, for lack of a better term, that should be brought up if, you know, your son brings home a woman is just like, hey, I want to marry this person. All completely reasonable. In addition to that, the only stuff that comes up, and we'll talk about it with, with Nate, is again kind of drummed up through the editing, but it's all totally like reasonable normal stuff so i i, I don't know i don't yeah, understand i just feel like they're really reaching lately and i'm mm-hmm. i'm still annoyed about the actor thing and i'm still complaining about yeah. it and i still don't get it my only i mean and it's not like nate's gonna be at the men tell all so no it's not like it gets covered there well and uh, i've got other things that i'm angry about that we'll talk about in a minute but um <laughs> It's just like why did why did that stuff get said and then get left out of the episode? The one thing that okay, this is what it reminds me of. Here's a really good analogy or a very dated one. <laughs> um, do you remember that movie Unbreakable? Yes, that is very dated. Welcome to okay. 2002. <laughs> 
Okay. So I hated that movie. Like I hated it okay. with like a burning passion. My high school boyfriend at the time really loved it. Mm-hmm. And he was like all excited to show me like, oh, I can't wait till you watch Unbreakable. It's so good. You're going to love it. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I hate it. Um, It was just so slow. And okay, so here's the deal. It's 20 years old. So if I spoil something for you, uh, you could have watched it for 20 years. So or just skip forward a couple of minutes. But really, nothing happens in the movie. Literally nothing. It is a movie about somebody who is supposedly invincible and like cannot die or be harmed. And so the whole movie is just like teasing like whether someone's going to try to hurt him. So it's like you don't actually know if this guy's invincible or not. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's like, are you familiar with the movie? Yeah. 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 Okay. I and think it's like, all right. <laughs> I haven't okay, seen well, it in I, 20 years. <laughs> anyway, I hate it. Uh, but he was juxtaposed with like this other character who's like very breakable and like has like a brittle bone disease or something like that, you know, where like little things could uh, severely injure him and like and fracture his bones and stuff. And so we were watching the special features because this is how much he loves this movie. You know, he's like, oh, we got to watch the special features. And I'm like, yeah, we got to. And there was a part where M. Night Shyamalan was like, "Um, this was the most exciting part of the movie. And he was like describing this deleted scene and he's like, and it was basically like, this is the most exciting part of the movie. And that's why I decided to cut it. And it was like the scene of this breakable character as a kid um, getting on a amusement park ride or like a, like a carnival ride and like padding himself with stuffed animals so that he could get on and do it. And then all Mm. the stuffed animals start like falling out. And you just see him getting like slammed into each side of the, it's really, it's a really good scene. And I was like, well, if you would put this in the movie, maybe I would have liked it. And I was like, really mad. Like you took the most exciting scene out of this very boring movie. And uh, that's kind of how I feel about (laughs) The Bachelorette right now. Like you tease this very exciting scene about, you know, Clayton accusing Nate of being an actor and then you don't even put it in the show. Don't even give it to us. Like, yeah. why? I do not get it. Um, so anyway, that's my biggest complaint at the moment. Uh, but this first date with Brandon, okay. <laughs> um, I was actually, <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to, just because Brandon's <laughs> on the smaller side, I'm not going to be mean. Um, no, Sammy, you're better than that. Um <laughs> But you anyway, call him a baby man? What no, I was just <laughs> like, gonna she, it out of you. <laughs> no, she like leapt into his arms and I was like, <clears throat> anyway, I'm not going to be mean. That's not nice. <laughs> I was surprised. That's all. I was just surprised. Okay. Fair enough. But he held his own. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was good. But then <laughs> it gets worse because he's like, let's go skateboarding. And then he's like, actually, I do not know how to skateboard. This rocks. Just and I was like, why trip. was this your date of choice? Like, why? He's like, come watch me be bad at something. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I'm actually good and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, like there's no, no evidence. Like, all lies detected. I do not believe that you are good at this. Are you kidding me? Like, I could not believe that that was his story and that like she really didn't do much of anything but she definitely looked like better than he did because at least she was like i don't know i stayed on the board yeah but I liked, yeah i liked when he pulled her and she's like this is my kind of skateboarding <laughs> <laughs> and i was like this is fun um yeah i just wrote brandon Brandon's like, let's skateboard. And then he can't do anything. Sigh. <laughs> that was my only note. It's pretty amazing. Scene. Like, this is my hometown thing. This is the thing I have decided I'm going to do to show you what my life is like. And I'm the worst at it. Like, embarrassingly bad. <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess like, <clears throat> good. Good for him. I don't know. I am just not sure. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, I'm just choking on my own surprise. Um, The date, though, the date itself goes really well because he's very charming and sweet and she obviously likes him a whole heck of a lot. And he can't really do that wrong in her eyes. Even being bad at skateboarding isn't enough to convince her that maybe maybe this isn't the right way to go. Um, And his family is very sweet. 
Like I thought Brandon's yeah, family very was the nice. sweetest family that she, all the families were really nice. I know they're all but, lovely. I, I didn't really have a single complaint about any family. No, the families were all very cute, but Brandon's dad, I'm just always a fan of the dad. Brandon's dad was my favorite when he was talking to Michelle and they brought up, she brought up fishing and then he got like all like, like geeky and cute and like kind of like giggled a little it was like very it was just like oh like that's what we used to do all the time and she's like well perfect and he's like well you know we'll just get some beers and we'll go out and that's gonna be great and it was just very cute I totally agree that out of all the families I saw it the most with his family in terms of fitting in and it making like perfect sense Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I really liked that. Um, I didn't have much else to say outside of that. I just thought that was a nice moment. Um, everybody was really receptive and supportive and seemed to like her a lot. I mean, that's the thing too, right? Like, how could anyone question Michelle? <laughs> I don't know. She's just like such a good bachelorette. I know. You know, it's like I could, you can see it with other past bachelorettes with some of them where Mm -hmm. it's like then sometimes the parents come at them hard but it's like okay she's got a great job she's very like caring she's smart accomplished beautiful you know like hello really a total package i don't know what else you need yeah (laughs) like what parent would be like i don't think you should i don't know if you're good enough for my son it's like i got some questions about this one Yeah, Yeah. it's like, I think you all know that she is uh, good enough for for any of these men uh, and and beyond. So I think that's kind of brings the drama down a little bit because she is like so good. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so there was a I'm falling for you. That's what she said to Brandon. I caught that. and then I wrote that like it looked like other disa- other disasters are ahead, um, but apparently not for Brandon. So, Rodney, Brandon, okay. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, Brandon just he seems like he's in a little bit over his head. All these guys are varying degrees of in a little bit over their head. Like, there's no. Usually, we get at least one person where they have a little bit of confidence and and they feel like they're ready for this, and you know they're they're well rounded enough. And here there's, it's not even insecurity. There's just like a hesitancy in all these guys. That's kind of interesting to me. Well, I mean, she's kind of intimidating in like a good way, you know, maybe that's yeah. part of well, it. And then, you know, it, it they, they're getting married after knowing a girl for a month. Yeah, That's like a little scary, but I mean, a if you're going to, if you're going to do that with someone, I mean, I think you're, you're all in a good place. So don't worry. You're going to be fine. Um, uh, Okay, so I forgot I forgot that the Rodney stuff started with him dressed like an apple. Like my memory is so shit. I didn't remember that that's what where the apple stuff started. <laughs> it's cuz he was dressed like an apple when he came in. I, he is my favorite. <sighs> Rodney is my favorite. He really really is. Um and he just keeps getting better and better. This is what I loved and he's like he's like this is what we're going to do. Another apple related date cuz I haven't done that to death. Um, and he's like, this, <laughs> this apple is made in Minnesota and it's called first kiss. And I bet you think I'm making that up, but I'm not, it's real. And I actually didn't Google it. Did you Google it? I did not Google it, but I assume I that it is. Him. Yeah. yeah. Rodney seems believable. Yeah. Rodney is like very reliable. Like I wouldn't. Okay. Here we go. Minnesota Hardy. Okay. <laughs> uh, first kiss and rave. Oh, they were developed by the university of Minnesota. It's pretty cool. Yeah. This new variety has great parentage. It's a cross between the University of Minnesota's Honeycrisp Apple and AA44, a variety from the University of Arkansas. They offer a fantastic apple eating experience earlier in the season than other varieties developed for cooler climates. A crisp texture pairs beautifully with the apple's lightly tart flavor. Do you get information on apples on any other Bachelorette podcast? I think the fuck not. So I don't think so either. Yeah, and, I mean it's 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 half Honeycrisp, which means it's at least half good, right? Yeah, it looks good. I mean, I want to try it. Oh, I didn't realize that they made Zestar too. So, okay, get this: the University of Minnesota has really cornered the market on good freaking apples. Okay, so they have Honeycrisp, 
They mm-hmm. have um, Zestar. They have something called Snow Sweet, um, Triumph, Rave and First Kiss, Sweet Tango, and Frostbite. They're Who gets like, to name the apple? Like, if dude, you make a hybrid, do you just you automatically get to name it? I guess so. I think Honeycrisp is like public domain, though. Um, I think. But it looks like they have their own Honeycrisp variety. Because it's like you can go to like local growers and they'll have Honeycrisp. So mm-hmm. um, this is like wild stuff, though. Like the University of Minnesota is just like innovating on apples. And <laughs> right in my backyard. Wow. Can't believe it. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. This is like <laughs> very interesting. I actually used to be like a big big into apples and was very opinionated about the apples that I ate. Why am I not surprised about this fact about you? <laughs> That's why I was like, oh, Zestar, I really do like. <laughs> Zestars are really good. If you haven't had them, I don't know what you're doing with yourself, but you should really try to try it. Um, oh, apparently Triumph, the Triumph was like uh, uh, Triumph over Apple Scab, the mm. issue of Apple Scab, so... Anyway, so now you learned some stuff, and uh, you're welcome. And <laughs> uh, and he wasn't lying; he was being very honest about about the the types of apples that exist in Minnesota, which are a lot. And First Kiss is just one of them. I wish he had been like, "Oh, it's Snow Sweet," because I think you're Snow Sweet. <laughs> that would have been more that would have been more brand. of a Rodney move. Yeah, I, I also right? like when when they're in the orchard and she starts throwing apples at him. And we just get to watch Rodney get pelted with apples in the most wholesome way possible. And he's taking it in stride. And he's like, oh, my gosh, you're going too fast. Uh, he really does warm my heart. He's just a very sweet man. Um, and then we get to meet his family. Also very sweet. Um, Rodney and his mom look like so much alike. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah, they both have the exact same, like, jawline and everything. I was like, whoa. Like, it was, and he had said something like before the date, like, "Oh, once you meet my mom, I'll make a lot of sense." And I, yeah, I can see that. Um, and she was like one of the only like parents or parental figures in the dates that was a little tougher. Like she was kind of intimidating. I felt yeah. like just protective though. But I. Again, it totally made sense. Like she wasn't like a dick for no reason or anything. She just said, well, I don't want my son's heart to be broken. And um, I don't know. It was a date that went fine. She seemed to get along with everyone in the family. Again, like the parent part of the dates, that's usually when like the juicy stuff happens and when it's like, oh, I don't know if I can do this anymore because so-and-so was such a dick to me or whatever. And uh, it's just we haven't, yeah, haven't seen that, so. Yeah. And also Matt James hasn't shown up yet. So just saying. Oh, thank the Lord. Uh, I don't (laughs) think he's going to. Um, No, it doesn't seem like it right now. Doesn't seem like it. Uh, Okay. So Joe. Okay. Joe's date was I thought the best date. Joe did really well. Yeah. This was like really good. He's like, okay, come to my. I thought this was cute because he's like, you came to my school. I mean, I came to your school. You come to mine. And um you know, he's like, oh, this was my spot, you know, like very cute. And he's like, oh, I've always wanted to do this. Do you trust me? He, like lifts her up and he's like, oh, it's like high school me. It's like he's fulfilling his high school dreams, you know, like you're mm-hmm. welcome, high school Joe. Uh, and it was cute. And the prom king and queen thing was really sweet. And the, I think that they look like the most coupley of of all of her couples. Couplings. They look really good. They, there's there's a naturalness to to them. Um, and it's interesting too, because I think everybody's weakness is fully on display here. So Brandon is like a, a, an actual baby. Um, <laughs> no offense to him. He's just, okay. You're know. being meaner than I was. So not I like in better. a tiny way, like he doesn't look like well, the boss he, baby or well, anything. He is but a little small. That's all he, I'm, yeah, I'm he, small. Yeah. I am like, I am four foot 11. So I feel like I'm allowed to call people small. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I, I'm just saying he's he's <laughs> the most childish of the group. Not even to say like he's immature or anything, but he, he seems young uh, and he can't skateboard. He's got a youthful optimism. That's a nice there way to go. put it because Brandon's very sweet. 
Yeah, he's youthful yeah. as hell. Very sweet. Brandon, we like correct. you. Like, don't we get like it, you a lot. We like all wrong, four yeah. of you guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm happy with all of them. Rodney is most likely to just be her friend. <laughs> like, that's kind of how he's cruising. He's a really yeah. nice guy, but I don't think the chemistry's there quite as much. And then you've got Nate, who I, I guess his whole thing is I've. I don't have feelings. I don't, I, he's never like dated seriously. This is all new to him. He's never been in love. Uh, and then, and then you've got our date here where everything, they have this great chemistry, but it just seems like he's, he's still a little quiet and a little reserved, but he's coming out of his shell a little bit, which is good. So um, it, it's just interesting to see the ways that the four remaining contestants are trying to just break out of the, uh, the the kind of silos they've put themselves in. Yeah, I could see that. I definitely see that. Um, yeah, Joe's being more like vulnerable, right? Putting himself out there and stuff. And that was that was really good. Um, I just, yeah, I was like, this prom dude's so cute. I think he did a great job. Then again, lovely family. Mm-hmm. Um, the And I think the biggest benefit here is really like having family close. And it sounds like, his brother and sister-in-law are even closer. Like maybe they live in Woodbury because <laughs> they were like, because they were like, well, we're going to see her at the grocery store. <laughs> like if this doesn't work out, we're going to run into her and that's going to be weird. Right. Um, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, and a true odd thing. I think that's the other thing to think about with all of this. Do you think, I mean, I feel like she's going to stay at her job. Um Yeah. Yeah. Wait, is she in Minneapolis or is she in Woodbury, actually? Is she in Minneapolis? I don't know. Her, her parents are in Woodbury, so They're I assume she was. Like, that's her hometown. So I don't know. But she's Minneapolis adjacent in some way. Well, well, because, like, you know, there's a lot of grocery stores. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> just trying to figure out, like, you know, like, is this mm-hmm. the Whole Foods in Minneapolis or this is, like, Festival in White Bear Lake or whatever? <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> really good grass on grocery stores. Uh, anyway, I just thought that was kind of, I thought that was a funny thing to say. And then I was like, and then I spent too much time thinking about how feasible it actually was. And then it kind of ruined it for me. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, that, this date seemed good. And Joe really put himself out there with his family saying that he's ready to propose. And he was the only one who said that, right? I mean, well, Brandon asked for Michelle's dad's, um, like blessing a while, you know, like last week or whatever. But Mm -hmm. right. Wasn't Joe the only one who said that? I think Joe's the only one who actually said that. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's huge, especially from someone who is like kind of holding back. And Mm -hmm. um, I thought this was a really good date for him. Like, I mean, I well, whatever. doesn't matter how much I'm rooting for Joe. I think Nate's still going to get to the end. So it's fine. And like, I'm fine with Nate. I'm fine with Nate. But I just like really want it to be Joe. I don't know. Like the fairy tale in me wants it to be Joe. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I, it's hard for me to root one way or the other for any of these because they're all great. Like I, I don't see anyone. I'm like, yeah. oh, no. Um, I'm going to be upset, upset. I'm just going to be like, oh, it's too bad. But yeah, he's nice. <laughs> I would say Nate Nate, and, and her have the most physical chemistry, it seems like. That's, that's their strongest point. Um, there's just to me in my eyes it just seems like they have the biggest spark um yeah but then you know when we get to his hometown at least the way the editing goes it makes it seem like she has the biggest concerns about him too so he's like the the boom bust candidate here but that's like how he's always been like which Mm -hmm. is odd like i don't know why he always gets positioned that way unless like that's just them wanting us to be on this emotional roller coaster all the way to the end but like again it's they made it seem like it was going to be a more dramatic date than it was. Like it was going to yeah. be this like really upsetting date with a lot of drama. And then it was like pretty normal and okay. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, let's go paddle boarding and he could actually do it. So score one for Nate. Like <laughs> did better than Brandon <laughs> skateboarding. That's for sure. Not that it was hard to do that, but. I thought that that was kind of cute. Like he's like, this is what I like love doing and I do it all the time and I can bring it here. So that was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, this 
here's like red flag with Nate outside of the whole weird actor thing that disappeared out of nowhere uh, that he's never introduced anyone to his family. I think is odd. Yeah, that's that that is kind of interesting. How old is he? Uh, I don't know, like 26 or something. Okay. Okay. Let me yeah, look. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's not completely unreasonable, you know, if he's never been in love. Sure. Um, but it is also something where she's like, really? Never, you never had a girlfriend where you're like, yep. She's 27. Yeah. That's kind of weird, right? Like 27, never having ever brought somebody home. It's like, yeah. That's, I mean, you know, I don't know. But as being someone who's like brought a lot of people home, including people I wasn't dating, like, I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just like adopt people for the holidays and be like, you're coming to my parents' house. Um, yeah. So I did the opposite. <laughs> I mean, I've never invited people to my parents' house, but like I've been invited by people, like people I'm not dating, just whoever, and just gone to their family Thanksgiving or whatever. So I, I have no idea. It's very odd. But, yeah, that's just kind of weird. Um, so that's like a – I think that's a lot of pressure to put on like an impression with your parents like when, you know, when it's like the first time you've ever had someone meet your family. Um, mm-hmm. So wait, is Nate's mom a teacher? Is that what she was saying? Or does she just think that kids like Canadian candy? I was confused by this. I missed something, I think. I'm pretty she sure she's a teacher. Yeah, that's yeah. what I gathered at she's least. She's like, here's some candy. It's totally not laced with drugs. Um, yeah. Canadian candy. It's special. Is it? Because it's it? Canadian. <laughs> you know, what's weird is like I, I used to go out of my way when I was a kid to get like British candy because it mm-hmm. is legitimately better. Yeah. But I've never. And like I have friends who go to Japan and bring back a bunch of candy. Because, mm-hmm. like, they've got, you know, like, the 50 different Kit Kat bars and, like, just, oh, like, yeah, lots of really good, of like, fruit candies sure. and stuff. And it's, like, those are the countries I think about in terms of, like, legendary candy that you got to get your hands on. But, mm-hmm. like, I've been to Canada multiple times. I have never brought candy home. Yeah. And was like, oh, I got to get my Canadian no, candy I, fix. I mean, ever. I when I lived in, in Michigan, I was right on the Canadian border. I went to Canada all the time. And off the top of my head, I can't think of anything candy wise where I was like, Oh, gotta get this. That never happened. So right. I mean, I'm not no trying clue. to like, I'm not trying to like poo poo her gift. Cause I think it's sweet that she's the, she's the only one who provided a gift. And I thought that was very cute. And she's like, this is something your students will like, which is like very cute, but I'm just questioning the popularity of Canadian candy on its own merits. Like, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, right? okay, yeah. Like, when I go to Toronto, I'm like, I'm going to eat poutine, you know? And, like, I don't know. There's, like, a couple, like, bakeries that I always go to and, like, vegan spots that I always go to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't leave before I get this. Uh, but, yeah, I was never, like, And I feel like ketchup uh, potato chips are, like, more well-known than any Canadian candy, right? I don't know. Am I being a brat? Yeah, but I I don't know. I just – I and I could be wrong, too. But as far as I know, there's nothing specifically unique to Canada snack-wise, candy-wise, where I couldn't get it somewhere in the United States with relative ease. Yeah, that's like the other – Especially in Minnesota. Right. (laughs) Well, and like anywhere in the upper Midwest, honestly, and like, so maybe to us it's not as special, but since he's in mm-hmm. Austin or whatever it is, but uh, anyway, whatever, uh, the, I always describe Canada as like, you know, I'm like, when I go to Canada, it just feels like bizarro America where like the things are just like a little bit different to the point that you feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. <laughs> but not so different that you're like, I have to learn all new ways of being, you know? Yeah. Like the, the walk signs are slightly different. And, and uh, the way that credit cards get processed is slightly different. But like, yeah, the rest of it's the same. Well, anyway, so here's some Canadian candies that you might want to keep an eye out for everyone. Uh, these are the top 10 Canadian candies according to candyfunhouse.ca. So you know it's legitimate. Uh, and it even says, we love Canadian candy, eh? Um, anyway, uh, Macintosh's Mac, Cof- Mac Toffee. Macintosh's Mac Toffee 
Eat More. There's literally a candy bar called Eat More. Huh. Uh, Big Turk. Um, <laughs> the old Big it's, Turk. It's like a Turkish delight covered in chocolate. Huh. Uh, Maynard's Wine Gums. Oh, I've had those before. I've, I have also had those. Arrow Bar, which I always think of Arrow as being like a British candy. Yeah, that's that's and that's the other thing too is there's some stuff you could probably get in Canada, but Arrow is it's yeah, it's like British, it's European. Yeah, and you can just go to World Market and get that. <laughs> yep. That's uh, you li- you live in the age of the internet. There's no magical candy that you can't get anywhere yeah. else. Come on. Coffee go to the crisp. go to your local Woodman's, go to the international aisle. You can find all this shit. It's there. <laughs> Coffee crisp smarties. Smarties are like the smarties, not like the ones we have here. Like these are like the other ones, like the chocolate ones. You know, mm-hmm. have you ever had those? They're kind of like not. M&Ms, but they're like thinner. Those are very good too. And Thrills. Thrills I gum. D- and this is what it, here's the fucking tagline. It still tastes like soap. <laughs> what? Literally wow, what a, what a, a gum what a that thrilling tastes candy. like soap. I can't wait to try it. That sounds wonderful. What the fuck? A beautiful purple gum that, as strange as it may sound, is known for its sweet, soap-like flavor. Wow. But people are just lining up for that. Yeah. Palomine and Maltesers. Another Maltesers I also think of. Like, isn't that a UK one, too? Anyway, whatever. Yep. Okay. So that might have been some of the stuff. I hope she just gave them, like, she's like, here, your students will love this gum that tastes like soap. (laughs) Enjoy. Uh, but yeah. Um, so wait. So that was Nate's mom and his stepdad? Yep. Yep. Okay. And uh, I mean. Interesting Nate- too. And, and this isn't, I mean, this isn't really saying anything. It's just an observation because we have the first uh, black final four. Um, but what are the odds that like every single couple is uh, a, a white mother and, and a black father? I was, I did not see that coming. I had to stop I, and think about it. I was like, oh, that's did not did not see that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the odds are on that um, uh, off offhand, but I did think that was interesting as well. Um, definitely something that I'm sure then makes it easier for Michelle to relate to all of the families. But like, mm-hmm. again, no one has a edge or anything. Cause, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it wasn't like I, I was just saying, you know, in terms of like, getting along with family, the only thing that I could point to that felt like markedly different in terms of like getting along or like having similar family dynamics was just like Brandon's dad being like interested in fishing. Cause that was like the mm-hmm. one thing that stood out to me in terms of like, Oh, this felt different, you know, with yeah. all the, yeah. with all the families. But again, I, everybody got along. All the moms were like kind of protective, but sweet. All the dads were really cool. Like, Um, but this was interesting with Nate and his stepdad, like that. He's like, I don't like he wins for the most emotional event, Yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. being like, I don't know if I've ever told you I loved you and they're crying and that was intense. Well, it's like he had his first like actual emotional, honest conversation with his stepfather. Not that they don't have a good relationship, but his stepfather's like, well, this is the first time you felt this way. Like, how do you know that that's what love is? Like, how how do you, which is an impossible question to answer. But he's like, oh shit. Like, you could just watch all this heavy shit hitting him at the same time. And he's just like, I don't think I've ever said I love you to you before. It's yeah, like, oh my God. Was, I was just like, Nate, I hope you go to therapy after this. Anyway. Yeah. The biggest takeaway from any season of The Bachelorette. Like, everybody <laughs> needs therapy. Everybody go to therapy, please. Um. But yeah, every date was good, including Nate's. So I don't really have a lot to say, but I tr- I tried to fill time by talking about candy and apples. You're welcome, everyone. Yeah, you are um, very welcome. At the very end of this episode, uh, we don't get Matt Japes, but we do get Bree and Serena <laughs> coming. Close to enough. Yeah, when, uh, you know, well, they were on the same season. You know, that, that counts. That counts. Um, and I thought it was cute. I thought they were being cute together, and. Um, you know, when Michelle's like, well, I didn't think I could get there. And they're like, well, how are you feeling now? And she's like, I'm eating my words. And they're like, oh, you know, like, so cute. And so Love that. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. Oh, my God, Michelle, it's all good. Um, 
So that's sweet and all that good stuff. And I don't have anything bad to say about any of that because I think it's nice. And I do think any, any choice she makes, even if I'm, it's not my favorite person, I think they're all good choices out of all four of these guys. And I like knew Rodney was going to go home, but like, I was still sad about it. And I was still like, yeah, (laughs) well, that's the thing. I mean, we talked about how everybody has their weakness here, you know, too quiet, uh, unsure if they've ever been in love before uh, is a baby. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then you've got Rodney and Rodney is every single time you hear her talk about Rodney, she's like, he's so easy to be around. It's like, you know, being with your best friend and you're just like, well, see you later, Rodney, pack the bags, buddy. This is, that's, that's an almost impossible barrier to get through, honestly. Um, So shout out Rodney. I I declared my love for you like week one. You have the most ridiculous like headshot picture I've ever seen in the Bachelorette with your full body headshot. Um, and you are a wonderful person. You will definitely be on Paradise, and I will see you there. But there is no way in hell you're going to win this thing, buddy. I'm sorry. Yeah, he was so he was really really so sweet though. And okay, like so much credit to Michelle because she took she took the time to you know, like let him go as sweetly as she could, like for a shitty situation, like, you know, you have to say goodbye to people. I thought she, she left him with some very kind words. And I believe that she meant everything that she said, you know, like sometimes it's like, you don't, you don't believe it. And, you know, she's like, I know you felt like the underdog, which is also, I was like, all right. (laughs) And she's like, but who you are is enough. And I like want you to know that. And I want you to know that you're like an incredible person. And he, I mean, I think he was one of the like best, like he put his best foot forward and everything. We really got to see him like blossom on the show. Mm-hmm. And he went from being, I thought kind of awkward to like being more comfortable and like, just yeah, like very stable, very sweet, super funny. Um, yeah, I was like, well, I would have. I, I said to my mom today, I was on the phone with her today, and I was like, well, I would have picked him. And she's like, well, you're not Michelle. And I'm like, well, if it was my show, I would have picked but him. But if I was Michelle, he, he would have gotten all the way to the end because he was my favorite, you know. And she's like, well, you, this you can't pick. And I was like, well, I want to pick. Um, so I was just crabby. Uh, but anyway, the. Uh, that I was crabby about, but then immediately became crabbier because what the fuck, Clayton is the next Bachelor? Who cares? Ugh. <laughs> so fucking mad about it. Um, you know, like muscular lumps? Come on. we I mean, we were talking about this last week, too. They they really juiced him up on his last episode. So, yeah, I, I mean, knew it on. was an audition, but like, like they just like, they're just like, and here, before you even have time to think about it, here he comes. And I'm like, why? (laughs) Can't we have a break? And they're like, no breaks, more Bachelor. Like, it's like a month from now he starts. Yeah, it's it's like literally like, is it is it right after New Year's? Like it's like New Year's Day. Start watching The Bachelor. God, really? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I resolved to watch less. Oh, I guess I can't keep that resolution. ABC, Here let comes. me have time with my family. Okay, <laughs> they just they are just holding us hostage at this point. No, you yeah. must watch more, more content, more material. Watch like, the show. Do the podcast. Well, and what the fuck happened to all of the great candidates we just had from Katie's season? Why yeah. are none of them getting a show? What nope. the hell? Because they wanted to make Greg happen, and then everyone started dropping out. So then they got in a mad scramble, and they're like, we'll just take Clayton. You know, yeah. right? And Justin's like, I'm right here. Michael's like, hello. You know, like all these great men just got ignored oh it makes me so mad uh and if and this is what i want to see this is like my ideal oh okay actually all right i have another idea can we have winter games again and can we have aaron and james be the hosts yeah i need i need a palate cleanser because we're going i I mean we just went bachelorette bachelorette into another bachelor like 
pump the brakes. Maybe right? we'll maybe we'll get Winter Games after the next Bachelor. What do you think? Maybe. I hope so. I, I oh. feel like Winter Games was a one and done because they were like, oh my gosh, this is like profoundly silly and and therefore we cannot do it. It's like, no, no, no. That's what makes it nice. It's why you do Paradise. I need yeah, something Yeah, I was going to say, you do light. Paradise. Like, what's the difference? Like, it's just like Paradise, but like they're more bundled up and you can put more Canadians into the mix. Yeah. Hello? And then the show's condensed even further. So their love is even more weird. So there you go. <laughs> well, yeah. And also like we had like international contestants. It was so mm-hmm. cool. Like it was so much better. Anyway, bring back winter games. All right. We need, we need more winter games in our lives, I think. But next week is the men tell all. And it was like, okay, is it going to be live? Cause why was it? Why did they show the clips that they did? That was weird, right? Is it going to be live? I don't know. I wouldn't assume they would do it live, but what do I know? I I think they did it live like once or twice, though. Yeah. Um, Maybe, but it wouldn't it seem like they would like, I don't know, announce that or push it or advertise? You know what I mean? Like, why would you not advertise that? Why the hell did they not have any clips from the men tell all? That's my question. That's true. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. It Everyone was just, sh- showed up fully nude, so everyone, couldn't show clips. Well, let's see. Okay, wait, hold on. Um, when is it? Sh- uh, when is it shooting? Okay, let's see. I'm looking to. Um, I might have already seen some spoilers, so I'm I'm Uh-oh. less at risk for for looking this stuff up. What the hell is that? Oh yeah. Okay, it just happened to me again. I saw a group picture of Michelle and. And the contestants and Rodney's in his apple suit. And I was like, what is he wearing? It's so shiny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so here's the deal. Men Tell All got taped on November 22nd. Okay, so recent, recent, but not live. So maybe what happened was, um, maybe what happened was they didn't have it together in time for the promo. That's what I would guess. That seems like the most reasonable thing. Yeah. Yeah, I would guess. Yeah. So it was on the 22nd. Anyway. Um, and, uh, apparently Clayton's season is going to be done or was already done filming the 19th or 20th of, oh, wow. Yeah. They really, that, I mean, that's what I think. I think it was reactionary. I think it was, we have Greg Grippo and they were like, no, and maybe they couldn't get anybody else Mm -hmm. on board fast enough or they weren't interested or. They're still negotiating, like who knows, you know, but it seems like they had Greg Grippo set to go and then a bunch of women found out it was him and they were like, fuck him. Good for them. And then they're like, well, we'll just go back to the, this guy kind of looks like Colton, uh, you know, and Sean and all those guys and Chris and (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just insert a generic face here. Go. Like, that's what I feel like uh, they're doing. And actually, real quick before we wrap, uh, are you going to watch Colton's TV show? Oh, I don't want to. No, me neither. <laughs> but I'm me going neither. To. Me neither. <laughs> it's just, oh, you're I, going to? I probably, I mean, the thing is, is I'm, I'm saying I don't want to, and I shouldn't, but I probably will at some point. I'm just, I'm too morbidly curious. But at the same time, it feels really slimy to me. You know, it's just well, like it because it is. I mean, it is. Yeah, terrible. Like he stalked Cassie, and now let's reward him with his own TV show. Yeah, it's That's okay that I stalked a woman and really upset her and did some potentially illegal shit because I'm gay now. So because I'm gay, so it's fine. Like <laughs> it's fine, it's okay. <laughs> it's like okay, and I'm not. I don't want to get into it because I got all ranty about this the other day, and I like really don't want to get into it all the way but i got into um a disagreement with someone on the internet i know you're surprised and oh, wow. um let sammy never she's so not confrontational. um she's just so <laughs> meek uh but somebody said something incredibly misogynistic compared some women on a reality show to like sex workers and meant it as an insult and oh. i was like hi that's like really misogynistic right and then this person was like, well, why are you so nasty? It's like, you're the one who just said that they looked like this, t- you know, type of thing. And like, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I don't think I'm the one who's being nasty here, but okay. And then 
this person uh, proceeded to blame it on everything, like that they were saying this because they lived on the East Coast and were old, but they were a Gen Xer <laughs> and uh, like... Also, like you live on a coast and I'm in flyover country and I know what you said was fucked up. Um, And (laughs) then they also like brought up that their husband died six months ago. And like Mm. it was just like it was just like a lot to bring it. It was just like, oh, so that that I didn't realize that that was the side effect of grieving was like insulting other women. (laughs) I didn't know. I'm so sorry. It was just very. Odd, and it was just kind of one of those like, oh, you just shouldn't be on the internet right now, like saying yeah. anything because you are not handling it well when people have come back at you and questioned why you think it's okay to say these things. And like, that's kind of what this feels like to me, where it's like, oh, well, yeah, I did some really out of pocket stuff, but it was because I was gay. And so now I'm going to do the show coming out. Just working through it, man. And honestly, like if this whole thing was just like, yeah, I was I was real mentally fucked up and it made me do fucked up things and blah, blah, blah. I was trying to whatever. But then don't like cash the paycheck for your TV show, you slime ball. Yeah, I would say like, you know, if you're going to do that, then make it a cautionary tale and don't get paid for it. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I and think then didn't that he that write a sense. book right before his announcement where he was he, just like surprised? I'm, get, But he didn't talk about it in his book. Is he that wrote right? A, he wrote a book. I didn't think it was when he came out, though. Hmm. I thought it was before that. No, no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It it was before that. But it was just that was weird, too, because in all the promotional stuff, it's just like Colton is finally bearing his soul and showing us who he truly is. And and then he came out with the book and then he was just like, yeah, also, I stalk women. And then we're like, whoa. And then he was just like, "Eh, also, I don't even like women. (laughs) Like What? It was what is just going on? so weird. And yeah, again, go to therapy, but don't make us watch it. Exactly. Go to right? therapy, man. And don't like, cash paychecks and all this shit. Come on. Yeah, it was. Just, it's just weird, right? Like um, there are certain things that you can do for yourself uh, on a personal level, but when you add capitalism to the mix, it turns it evil. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. the lesson we all need to learn here. Yeah, exactly. Um, as you'll know, we don't have sponsors for this p- podcast. We just do it out of the kindness of our hearts. But please sponsor us. Um, yeah. <laughs> Karl Marx is our sponsor. Capital, <laughs> volume one. Um, yeah, apparently he said stuff like, oh, he's not making excuses and that he did F up and make mistakes and take ownership. So please forgive him and watch his TV show. Um, the nice <laughs> thing is like, I don't... Oh, and apparently, oh, wait, no. Um, Cassie's dating someone new. I didn't know that. Um, here's the deal, though. I canceled Netflix, so that that takes the temptation away. Yeah, maybe I'll just illegally download it. <laughs> That's the ethical yeah. way to consume Colton's show, right? I would say if you pirated it, it, like, removes the, like, the, the bad stuff from it because if he's not yeah. going to get credit for like the ratings then like yeah watch like a bootleg version of it mm-hmm. so not that we're telling anyone to do that but if no, you were to do that would. that would cancel out the 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 moral incorrectness of watching the show exactly exactly <laughs> like, the only ethical way to consume colton content well that's like what i do with youtubers right like i don't want to watch well i kind of accidentally watched a trisha paytas video today um, cause I like clicked on it from somebody else's something that they said, but it was like an Instagram video as the full YouTube anyway. Um, but I don't want to like make Trisha Paytas more money. So I watch other people analyze them and I'll just watch the clips in there, you sure. know, yeah. like so that could, because especially with someone who out and out says I create controversy to make more money. Like, I don't want to fuel that. I think that's disgusting. So um, so fuel my controversy instead and listen to this podcast. Uh, so I just really, yeah, I just like totally hate every, I, I was so rooting for Colton and I think that's like what makes me like the angriest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all want it. We all want to root for him. We, we just, uh, jump on the fence, man. That, that was the ultimate testament of love. 
I mean, Here we really, are. and then he got on This American Life for it. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? That was so weird, right? Wasn't it This American Life? It was some NPR show. Yeah, he is yeah. weird, man. He's like slippery, right? Like the way he could just build up goodwill for himself and then tear it all down and then build it back up again. It's it's bizarre, especially because he has the personality of a trash bag full of sawdust. So I don't know how he's been able to navigate the reality 15 minutes of fame better than most Bachelor contestants. It's pretty wild. My favorite thing about him was that he was like neurotic and really liked food. But then it was Mm -hmm. like, oh, but what if we took this and like turned it into stalking? And then I was like, not fun anymore. (laughs) Not fun anymore. I went through that. That sucks. You suck. You're a terrible person. Like, I will never forgive you. So I won't be watching a show, but if you end up watching it and you have some takeaways and you want to like just shit talk for a little bit, you know, in a oh. future episode, I'm just leaving the door open for that. That's Can what we, I'm we'll, we'll have Steve shit talk corner after I steal Colton's show, show from the internet. Okay, perfect. So, I love go. it. All right. Well, it sounds like we have a plan. And next week, I really hope they bring something to the table because either it has to be like the most beautiful mental all ever like it was last time where you're just Mm -hmm. like, I love these men, which it's not going to be, or they got to bring some kind of drama. So I really hope that they do. And um, yeah, I don't know. Until then, uh, until next week, everyone stay safe, stay healthy. There's a new variant out there. Keep yourself safe. Do not let your guard down ever. Um, sorry. (laughs) Um, you know what, if you want, like I'm part of like, you know, video game groups and stuff and we all just like play Mario party together and stuff like, you know, just get, just get reconnected to people in other ways. That's amazing what you can do to build connection on the internet. So be safe Mm -hmm. and be well, take care of yourself and others. Yeah. And don't do needle drugs. Brand new show. Should have been like Zarfus with Andrew Zimmer. That would be.